0: Welcome to episode 10 a Big Fat Hen, a story mode, a video game podcast brought to you by FanCritical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and tonight I'm joined by Simon Evans. Hello. And Keelan, looking disappointed at me, Simpson.
1: Your intros are getting weird, man.
0: <laughs> Why? What's wrong with a big
1: fat hen? It's just, I don't know. The others kind of had a theme. It's different from Futurama. I don't know. There's this a this moment
0: is a where is like, uh, 10, a big fat hen. And he has a scarf, and he whips it around his neck. Duneesh. It's very, very poetic. It's a very beautiful moment. You know what else is a beautiful moment? Guys, 10 episodes. Woo! Our show is old enough to drink and drive. Illegally. In,
1: in what country? Uh,
2: probably, I don't know, like Saudi Arabia Pro- pr- or something. Probably Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it, he works on a farm. It's okay. Is there it? You can you
0: drink and drive on a farm at abs- 10? Abs- yes. Absolutely
2: not but it's a
0: Perth thing,
2: <laughs> you cannot drink, <laughs> but you, I think, but given the circumstances, I don't know, but um, I think you might be able to drive some farming equipment if you're 10 under supervision. I assume, I don't know, I could be totally making this up and I could be I so mean, wrong.
0: Let's face it, if any Not even people from people are Perth know from about farming, it's going to be us three. Um, we're we're men of the land, sorry, <laughs> right. I, I, I can. I can't do anything. My hands I, are soft. I knew like I that that office.
1: free copy of Farming Simulator 2017 would come in handy at some point. It's all coming together, guys. Given the zombie I, apocalypse, Kiels is going to set up the best
2: farm. Yeah, there we go. going to live off the land. Then yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take it from him. <laughs> zombie rules, buddy. Yeah. That's right. I've seen four seasons of Walking Dead. I know how to play the game. Mm, you were smart. You left while it was still good. Uh, yeah, well you know what else is still good animal crossing it's gonna be good forever and you know why it's gonna be good forever it just got a bloody update yeah um so an update it's like update like 1.6 i'm gonna say update 2 um because the big one it's the earth day update so to introduce a few new characters you have leaf who's some sort of panda
2: she's a sloth she's been she was introduced in new leaf i believe
0: uh, oh new leaf because she was new i get it yeah, yeah, yeah. um she comes to your island every few days or once a week or whatever and she sells you gardening supplies she's like bunnings warehouse i'm a big fan of her you can buy shrubs which have just introduced into the game you can buy, you can get shrubs now um rare trees and rare flowers cool it's nothing she's nothing too special you know nothing too expensive but the shrubs are a nice touch. I, I think they add a lot to my I, th- island. I think
2: the shrubs are going to be the end of a lot of fencing in a lot of people's yes. islands because people use fencing to you know, block off certain paths and stuff. And then, yeah, that's it. They're just going to get rid of it all and put in bushes because bushes look nicer.
0: I have already done that in the little farmer's market I made. All my right. island is really wholesome and cute. I'm a big fan of it. I'm I made so a farmer's f- market because I missed getting the farmer's market.
2: I'm so. so far behind right now. Like, I reset my switch clock to, I think, the day after Earth Day, because I, I was too busy with work, had a couple of days where I couldn't play, reset it to, oh, crap, okay, these are the two days that I missed out on, played through them, got to the day after Earth Day, and then I just haven't caught myself back up, and I refuse to just let, you know, two two weeks' worth of effort disappear.
0: Disappear, yeah. So I'm like, no, you, I want to... You are call calling the time stream.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, like it's it's little like daily things as well. You just get a butt ton of money. Like your money rock, and also dig up X amount of fossils, and also shake your money tree. Well,
0: oh, you got to mm. shake <laughs> shake your money tree. Okay, I think you, make that money. Yeah. Um, I don't need to worry about shaking my money maker anymore because I got. Um, so you can play the stock market. People who have played Animal Crossing know what the stock market is. I'm not going to go into it. My uh turnips were selling for 546 bells last week and i made bank i invited a bunch of people over to sell their bells they all gave me some donations you know they're playing the game um and i'm ri- i'm so rich i bought seven hundred thousand dollars or bells worth of turnips today and i'm i'm the wolf of wall street baby i'm gonna be rich <laughs> um and I'm going to spend some of that money with Jolly Red, the other character they've introduced. Oh, yeah. Jolly Red's I've been in a few of the games, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, a he's a dodgy little fox that sells art and sculptures from his creepy little ghost ship. It's a little boat. It's awful. It is pretty um, creepy. You can buy his art and sculptures and sell it to the museum, which now has an art wing. However, the little the twist with him is some of the art is fake. Um, And actually, it's quite cool. Like... Some of the art you need to either know your classical art, or in my case, Google it yeah. to see if it's fake. <laughs> and sometimes you look and it's like maybe it's just the the graphics, like it can't look that real. But then you realise it to switch. It can look if it wants to look decent, it can. Either like, he painted this, the stupid fox. Get off my island. He's a criminal.
2: But can also, yeah, there's a so there's a bit of a recurring storyline with. Tom Nook and uh, and Crazy Red, a um, little bit of backstory, which is basically Crazy Red cheated Tom Nook out of a whole bunch of money when he first set off to the world of business as a young young Tanuki. So they have a very bitter rivalry. Okay,
0: now I'm a I'm a big Jolly Red fan now. Why? Crazy uh, Red Tom is Nook. a dick. Nah, Tom Nook don't like him. Um, can
1: I can I stop you guys quickly, please? <laughs> Alright. Like
0: what are these crazy animals? We need They're to st- we need to talk. Cause this doesn't
1: sound like a gaming podcast anymore. This sounds <laughs> no. like finance. Some weird finance farmers market <laughs> like, nonsense. Like what are <laughs> you, you talking about? With like politics Do you know how ridiculous involved. this sounds. <laughs> we're
0: talking about fake art. Yeah, yeah. And painted We're by talking a about box. games. Everything we're talking about is fake. <laughs> it's all fake, Keelan. None it's of this ridiculous. is real Is this podcast fake? There isn't a really fast hedgehog Oh shit None of this is real it's my dude I should probably go take
2: my pet hedgehog off the fucking treadmill then
1: Yeah you probably should <laughs> You can't power your house alone Simon You Aww. can't do it You gotta feed him something
0: Plumbers Seriously. can't grow moustaches in real life that's <laughs> What a, a weird fact. one to go with That's just, the that's just science I'm sorry man
1: Seriously this is, this is getting weird the stuff that you guys are talking about. Oh, man.
0: Well, to get <laughs> more like to I'm the financial to... side of, of Animal Crossing, um, in the latest update, they've also nerfed the interest rates. So <laughs> you can't rely on interest <laughs> rates per month to get more bells. Like but, real life. Yeah. But in as a bit of an apology, um, they give you a bell rug. So you have a rug. It looks like a big bell, which is weird. It's like the bank saying, hey, we're going to give you less money. Here's a, here's a $5 pattern doormat yeah like don't rub my face in it jerks um we've also got some nook mile challenges for earth day um there's also a two tour coming and an international museum day coming up the nook mile challenges are kind of disappointing it's like plant five shrubs i'm like mate i've already planted like 28 yeah Chill.
2: Just, just dig them up and put them back you down gave again.
0: me new content i'm in yeah that game just keeps... Oh, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it, it is because we're all in lockdown and stuff like that. That game is just burning away so beautifully. It is. Um, it is. It's selling f- like crazy. Mm. Um, some sales dumps came out. with was breaking records. Uh, yeah, it broke um,
2: records for uh Downloads. Um, for digital downloads, in I think it is the sense. most okay. yeah the most digitally downloaded game ever at something like fifty something million units.
0: Damn! Um, I mean, within the launch period, storm. that is. But yeah, I'm not saying Nintendo spread the virus or created <laughs> the virus in order to sell <laughs> Animal Crossing, but I'm still not going to say it because I don't want to be sued. Um,
2: yeah, don't. Speaking
0: of Nintendo, though. <laughs> um, Pokemon. Pokemon's Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Pokemon well, Pink. Sort of. um, Nintendo-esque. Yeah.
2: So, um, there was a Pokemon hack, um, which... Well, sorry, a Nintendo hack, which revealed a potentially scrapped game, which was called Pokemon Pink, or rumoured to have been called Pokemon Pink. So, for a little bit of backstory, if you guys aren't aware, so you know how Pikachu is, like, the mascot of... Pokemon as a franchise. Um and in the anime the the main character has a Pikachu. There was that was actually up in the air for a little while whilst that was being developed and they were originally going to give him a Clefairy, which is a cute little pink fairy because it they thought From the moon uh, they thought oh, it would appeal to younger girls and would be sort of a bit more effective in, you know, marketing. Um, but they decided to go with Pikachu because, like, oh, it's pretty gender neutral and everybody likes it. It's kind of cute. Um, so, yeah, there was apparently some source code um, that was leaked, which included Pokemon Pink. Unfortunately, yeah. there isn't a huge amount of information on it at the moment. Um, but,
0: yeah, that's... So, was Pokemon Pink going to come out alongside Pokemon Yellow? Or was it going to be in, pl- in place of Pokemon Yellow? Being with, that's if Clefairy was going to be the...
2: The mascot. I think look, realistically, it could have been the replacement for Pokemon Yellow, but I think given the time frame in which Pokemon Yellow came out, um, it was probably going to end up being a companion game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if you're interested in sort of in that sort of stuff, check out a. Uh, a guy called Dr. Lava. Dr. Lava. Yeah, Dr. Lava does a whole bunch of lost Pokemon stuff. He's also got a great uh, deal of info in regards to the cancelled Gen 1 Pokemon and also the Gen 2 Pokemon, like beta sprites and stuff
0: like that. Which leads me nicely to the next sorry just, sorry, just to stop there for a moment. You told me about Dr. Lava a few weeks ago, and I started following him on Twitter, and I adore his post because it goes and just it delves into the the backstory of a few of the Pokemon, like mm. how they were created and what's like the mythology behind them and all these lost sprites and stuff like that. If you're a Pokemon fan, definitely follow them. Um Yeah, you get some cool insight and it mm. kind of reinvigorates your interest in a lot of the, um, the more obscure Pokemon.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's got this really good sort of YouTube series where he covers a lot of the, uh, like the beta sprites and even the cancelled Pokemon. Like, for example... Uh, Pikachu evolves into Raichu and it was originally going to evolve into a third Pokemon called Gorochu. That's an act. That's a fact. Like, that little red, it was like a little red the, fire demon. Yeah, red angry Raichu. It's True. It was gross. I'm, yeah, Gorochu. Whenever I hear Goro, I immediately think of Goro from Mortal Kombat. And I, just I, I of, was
1: expecting it to have multiple arms. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's precisely where my mind goes. But no, it's That would just, have been beastly. No, no, it doesn't have full arms, unfortunately. That is
0: a Machamp Keelan. Yeah. Now, we can tell you about all the Pokemon if you would like, Keelan. <laughs> we don't I have time for that
1: because I've got. Ah, I'm- damn it. I, d- <laughs> I do have a question. I do have a question, Go on. though. What do you think caused the change, the focus from Clefairy, Where was it, to Pikachu? Why did they swap th- those out? I think it was about marketing because. It was.
0: Um, like someone said. Clefairy, I think they would have gone for, you know, for more young girls. It's like a little pink, cute fairy thing. And if you're going to go by the whole stereotype thing, they're going to aim it more at um, young girls. Whereas Pikachu is very... Um, not really, it's not really gendered.
2: It's very neutral. It's very neutral. Very, very neutral. Very
0: neutral. And I, I, I mean, they, they clearly made the right decision here hmm. because Clefairy's a bit of a dud. Um, yeah. But <laughs> so is Pikachu. Um, hey, you'd be son. nice Pikachu. Yeah, he's fine. I liked him when he was fat. Brew, you know, what? Yeah, the
1: 90s peak peak period for you know uh blue and pink and all those uh gendered stereotypes and stuff so well yeah
0: exactly yeah. it came out of the time where it's like you know everything girl has to be pink everything boys needs to be blue mm, whatever yes. the color can't yeah, anyway don't. um but yeah I, I think it was just to to appeal to a larger market
2: yeah um, it would have been yeah worked would have just been to ship units that's genuinely it um but yeah, as a, uh, as a follow-on to that, um, there was um, some more source code that was found for uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, so Gen 2. And in that, we can find um, some Pokedex entries, including beta sprites of a whole bunch of Pokemon, including, and not limited to, uh, Pichu, Celebi, Shuckle, Wooper, what I think is Apom and what I think is
1: Teddy Ursa. I can
0: see Keelan's face and it's like we're reading out hieroglyphics to him. Yeah. <laughs> old so man. I, I actually
1: know those ones. So Are hey. you real? Yeah. What's
0: te- what does a Teddy Ursa look like?
1: I don't know. It's a, to me it sounds like a bear. I yeah. think it's oh,
0: some shit, kind of. Bear. All, right. All right. I mean look, that's I've a good bested. thing about the
2: Nate, like the names of Pokemon is that they're pretty self descriptive. Yeah. Um Water
0: Turtle, um yeah. Fire Lizard.
2: Pretty much. Um, Coon. Um, so, yeah, like, original Pichu. Angry rat.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Ratata. <laughs> oh, what could it be? I don't know. Um, be like, hey, Pichu looks more or less sort of what you would expect it to look like. Celebi is rocking some wild hair. Um, Shuckle, which is like a turtle in a big Little rock sh- shell. It's got more like a snake neck coming out of it now, which is a bit weird. Um, I thought it
0: always had that long yellow yeah, neck
2: cut. Yeah, but it's the way that they've drawn it, it looks. Uh. It looks more snake-like, and also the, the legs coming out of the shell aren't as well defined and well proportioned.
0: Well, a lot like, of the sprites I saw are just not very really well defined. That's They're true. kind of like little characters. Like you know when you're bored at work or at school or whatever and you start doodling? Mm. And you think to like you know, you see what people do like do these really, really cool pieces of art. It's like I'm going to make a character. It's Jesse's turn to shine. And you draw this little blob and you put some little arms and eyes and it's like, yeah, that's what they've done. Yeah, like that, that little like a green shape. one I
2: sent to you guys. Yeah, they all <laughs>
0: look like various <laughs> lizards.
2: Um, but like, yeah, if if you are interested in this sort of thing, do check it out. It's on NintendoEverything.com and they actually posted a follow-up um, JPEG which includes even more um, sprites, some of which we've already seen in the original Space World leak Uh, which came out a couple years ago Um, so two years ago the 1997 space world demo for pokemon gold was leaked online for those that don't know and um yeah we found out a whole bunch of information loads of beta sprites loads of cut pokemon loads of just different pokemon entirely um and yeah so I think this is a this is a good follow-on to that. This is slightly later on in development. You can see where they've made some of the changes, but some are still in their super early beta form. It's really interesting. Do check it out if you're even remotely interested, even in game development, because the changes that you can see that they've made and you can see where they've gone with the creative path is really, really fascinating, especially if you're familiar with the whole Pokemon franchise.
0: Now, it's not all, you know, fake art and clefairies for Nintendo at the moment. Um, There's been a a massive account leak, hack, breach thing. Um, So just to quote from The Verge, uh, Nintendo was disabling the ability to log into a Nintendo account through a Nintendo Network ID and NID. After 160,000 accounts have been affected by hacking attempts, Nintendo says login IDs and passwords, quote, obtained illegally by some means other than our service, have been used since the beginning of April to gain access to the accounts. That sucks.
1: 160,000?
0: 160,000. That's huge. Uh, Apparently one of the biggest things that people have been buying, or whoever hacked these accounts have been buying, is uh, V-Bucks for Fortnite.
2: Oh, of course, of course.
0: Because you, you know, you gotta get those extra skins. Can you? Is there any way you for like you to Scott like, now
1: to sell stuff in Fortnite or to like make your money back if you spent it you on can, V Bucks or I, anything? I mean, I, I guess in theory you can sell the account. You can sell V Bucks. No, yeah.
0: Also yeah. the account. Yeah. Also, oh, sorry, sorry. Just a, a little um, attachment here for Fortnite. Have you guys seen the Travis Scott thing? Yeah, I heard about that. Okay. I've heard. Now, not a big Travis Scott fan. Not to go too much into music, I think his album last year, really overrated. I don't think Astro World was great. However, he did a, I don't want to say the live con- a concert in the game. He was, he was involved in Fortnite, where you could log in and be presented with like a visual spectacular of a performance. And it was genuinely cool. Even if you don't like Fortnite, which I know a lot of people don't. Even if you don't like Travis Scott, which I know a lot of people don't. Go on YouTube and check this out. This is one of the most visually stunning things I've seen in the game. Um, I don't want to give away too much because a lot of the um, visuals of the are spectacle. quite surprising and shocking. Mm. Really cool. And I'm hoping more artists jump on this. I, I think love maybe.
1: the idea of that, especially in this current climate. You know, well, that's
0: this such a great idea. This isn't the it, first time that this has happened. It happened. No, they had marshmallows, well, Marshmallow uh, yeah. Like yeah. last year and people raved about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, was probably super, sees- super good um i can see it's become more and more popular the um the viewing numbers on this were i don't know i don't have them on hand but they were insane absolutely insane numbers of people watch this well i mean um, and yeah, given the it caught my attention on, on twitter i watched the video i'm like okay cool and then yesterday i jumped on to play a quick game with a mate and i accidentally accidentally in quotes went into the lobby to watch the um perform uh, performance yeah that's great i want to see more diverse acts i want to see like Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Just I want to see
2: KK Slider.
0: Just oh shit! Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up for that.
2: Um, yeah, no, I think, it's cool I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty interesting, especially given the current climate and current events. Oh, we well, can't actually go to a gig in real life right at this yeah. moment, but we can bring it to your game. How's that? It sound? was.
0: It was Cool because you can see this performance, the performance happens over the entirety of the island. So you can see it from any angle you want. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know what isn't cool? Releasing music without its proper creator mixing it. That, was, that wasn't even a segue. No. I stumbled into no. that, walked into it. That okay? was
1: almost as bad as the, the story, the content of the story I'm about to tell. Mm. I
0: mean, you know, not, some of my um, segues are you know, are Doom from the start. Speaking of Doom. That was better. Well done. <laughs> oh, that, that
1: was recovery. better. Recovery. Yeah. Nice work, man. Um, okay. So, guys, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite things about the Doom. That's, I'm always talking about Doom. It's, it's all I do. I'm always talking about <laughs> Animal Crossing.
0: Simon's always talking about Pokemon. You we are what? very one-dimensional people. <laughs> I'm
1: fine with this. I'm okay. I've accepted my lot in life, and it's Doom. I don't know. About I guess you guys. you're
0: gonna think about Doom for
1: eternity.
2: Uh, some things are uh, eternal, after all.
0: It,
1: did you Come say eternity?
0: Eternity. Come he, on, rip and share. He, he rip, and, rip, and, rip and share your story with the class.
1: Um, I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorite things about Doom is its soundtrack. Uh, the the, m- the, the moment thing. that the official soundtrack for Doom 2016 came out, it became the mainstay of every single workout playlist ever made since then. <laughs> Um, it's incredible. It just gets you pumped up, it feels great.
0: It, it is one of the most high playlists I yeah ever made. It's oh, crazy.
1: Good. And it is mixed to perfection. It sounds incredible. There's a lot of range in it. Um and the soundtrack itself doesn't just feature like the, you know, the high intensity, high BPM tracks that you'd get in arena fights. It also has a lot of atmospheric stuff, some quiet stuff, a lot of really cool synth tracks. The
0: the choir from Eternal Oh, the of that we, we touched is, a, is a great
1: example of um, just the interesting dynamic music that Mick Gordon makes. The dude is a genius, and he's an mm. Australian as well.
0: Oh, um, is um, he Aussie? I did not yes. know that.
1: Yeah, he is. I, oh, I think champion. he lives in Melbourne.
0: Let's go. Um, ah, yeah, Mick! The, the dude <laughs> is an
1: absolute legend. He's worked on so many different soundtracks with so many different games. Uh, uh, Wolfenstein. He's worked mm. on Prey, uh, Killer Instinct. Um, did
0: he do Prey?
1: Yes, he did.
0: Okay, because Prey has a killer soundtrack.
1: Yes, it does. Okay,
0: cool. This is all awesome starting to make a lot of sense. The dude is
1: really <laughs> talented, and he just he he understands the games that he works on, and he crafts a soundtrack to suit the game that he's working on. Um, he puts a lot of time and effort into his craft. It means something to him. So, when the Doom Eternal soundtrack came out last week, people noticed something about it. Sounded weird. It sounded off. It sounded a little bit unfinished. Mm. Oh, this is not not going well. People started posting online. They started saying, mm, I expect better from Mick Gordon. The man himself reached out to say that he is not the person who did the majority of the mixing on that official soundtrack. There are a few handful of tracks that he did. Uh, tracks like Meat Hook, uh, Command and Control, the... Only thing they fear is you. Those tracks, he did. But the vast majority of it, he didn't. That is super weird.
0: So mm. he composed the music and stuff for the game. All the music in the game is him. Yeah. yeah. But when they want to remaster them and stuff and to put them on the soundtrack, Bethesda got somebody else
1: yeah well um if you notice there's a there's a version of the only thing that fears you available on youtube which has all sorts of weird like time signature changes and stuff in it it just sounds a little bit off it still sounds awesome like it's a good track but it sounds a little bit weird when it's transitioning between like phases of the song mm. um mick gordon wrote somewhere on reddit that uh, or it may have been twitter that someone from marketing had put that track together and that he had nothing to do with it
0: why market? would and, they do that? I don't get it. I don't understand. It's, no. Let's like, p- is it cost efficient? Like, you've already got a guy who's mixing it. So,
1: I don't know. I think there's, you know, uh, uh, but there's the looks at the game and it looked at the success of doom 2016 and they said okay one of the best things about this game is the, uh, the soundtrack and um it moved a lot of copies for us so let's focus on that let's bring someone in let's focus test these tracks and let's you know find out what works best and then for like an actual person who knows anything whatsoever about music when they listen to it they're like okay this is weird this is very strange now this has consequences there's this, this gets way worse, and it makes me quite upset. Don't know if it's real or not, but a screenshot of a leaked DM between Mick Gordon and a member of the public says that Mick is unlikely to work with Bethesda moving forward.
0: Oh, it's, Sorry, it was a DM between Mick and a member of the public.
1: Mm, yeah, so we don't mm, know if I, it's real yeah, or
0: not? Yeah, I, I would have to question like, the veracity of mm. that, then. Mm. I, would he really tell it to a member of the public? Who knows? Or, um, unless he's genuinely pissed. It, 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 exactly. Which he, he would be, yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. He would be. Um, Like I said, he takes a lot of pride in his work because his work is excellent. It's really, really good. And you can hear the attention to detail that he puts into it. And these tracks don't have that.
0: Mm. It's crazy that he took what is, you know, hey, you have this really over-top game. We need a high BPM track, metal style. That is a real easy pigeonhole to fill. Hmm. But he's put so much craft and love and care and thought. They're very thoughtful tracks. If you take away, you know, take away the double kick and the raging guitar, there is some genuine art in there. Mm-hmm. He's thought about like what what is the player thinking at the moment? What do I want the player to feel as the Doom slayer? What should the Doom slayer be feeling at this moment? Is it a sense of rage? Is it all like what we mentioned the um the choir? when you first hear that heavy metal choir in doom eternal it is absolutely awe-inspiring and it just it gets you on like a primal level well that guttural kind of low hum i found it it, it triggers a part of your brain
2: i found it really interesting when i first came across that because normally i find like a, a good soundtrack keeps me involved and focusing on the game but that was such a standout moment i actually stopped playing for a second and i was like oh this is good i was just listening to that i took myself away from the game to appreciate the quality of this sound
1: that was just coming through my headphones i want to give you guys a a really uh, fun fact really quickly um Sorry, Simon. About Doom, go, go, go. Uh, we always we always have this idea, you know, Doom is guitars and like fast riffs and you know stuff like that. Um, Mick Gordon actually had to fight with the publishers and developers to include guitars in. They wanted mm. to move away yes. from that entirely. They did. not yeah, they, they wanted, want. like a or just synths, basically. Yeah, because be more electronic. Because um, I, I believe he talks about this. Is it in his GDC talk? Uh, I think From so. A um, of years ago? There is, there is also, um, yes, there, there are many interviews where I think he mentions this. So I to think it, of, was, like, I think it was the GDC it. interview. It goes on
2: for about an hour and a bit. He, well, a panel, I guess. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he goes into, like, a lot of detail and a lot of backstory. And, yeah, he was saying that he wanted, because obviously you go, okay, cool, Doom, Blood and Gore, hmm. And then it's really easy to fall into the mental pitfall of, Okay, cool, we'll just do heavy metal. But that had been very overdone at this point with yeah. any any form of action game. You know, even, fuck me, the Sonic games use metal these days. Like, that's what it's gotten to. That's the point that it's gotten to, is that Sonic the fucking Hedgehog is running around with...
0: My favorite um, genre of music is Sonic Metal. Oh my god. Um, just but, metal from just the Sonic games.
2: Butt rock. Yep. It's great. But... Um, <laughs> But, you know, like... 11 trapped trapped (laughs) songs. But, like, you know, they were trying to pull away from that because of the connotations that came along with it. And then it was only when Mick was like, Nat, I've tested everything. I've been playing around with all of this, and I can't get the sound I want. So you know what? Here's my guitar. I'm going to distort the crap out of it. That's what I want. That's the sound that I'm after.
1: Yeah, the dude... Didn't think that guitars were enough. He went and got a nine string to make it, you know, that much more guitar. <laughs> just
0: a show off, ridiculous. Um, and I mean, there also,
1: is, sorry, sorry. Simon. Um,
2: I was just gonna say, um, with uh, Doom Eternal, he re- for each song, I think he recorded over an hour of music for each track because it was designed to be able to just sort of swap in and out of songs depending on the environment. So it was meant to be really, really dynamic. And so he spent ages recording all of this music. He even invented a language for... So the choir are not just, you know, jacking yes. gibberish. He invented a language himself. Aaron
1: Took.
0: Yeah. It's like, wow, this dude is amazing. It, it, it is so much talent for Bethesda to possibly lose. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it is. It, it, it's honestly like Bethesda kind of looked at, okay, Fallout didn't do too. Good. Rage didn't do great. Oh, Doom was doing really good. Hmm, Got to bring a line with the rest of the um games. Mm. How can we fuck it up? I don't know. We'll do the soundtrack. How will we cool going to monetize it? I think that's oh, yeah. more
1: of the question that they'd be asking. There's going to be a
0: Mick, Mick Gordon DLC for the soundtrack? Yeah.
1: Well, actually- uh, just a couple of days ago, Mick Gordon has made, I, I don't know if it's an announcement, but he sort of said that, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be working on the Mick Gordon mix of the Doom Eternal OST. Oh, so what a babe. Is that going to open, open up a
0: legal team. issue with him?
1: I certainly hope not. I'm I not can going certainly to see think about happening. that. But I know that it's going to be a lot of work for him to do. Mm. But so that's gonna to want to save face on this.
0: Soon. Like if, they, if Mick comes out and releases what will be the premium version, they're going to look even more like idiots because i mean not everyone knows the the story um Mm. some people just pick up the soundtrack and just they may not even may not even notice the difference Mm. but if it starts if word gets out there's like hey there's a better version of this well doesn't look great in bethesda but let's hope they um they can patch up the differences works me out you know release it with mix mix but through bethesda or something let's just hope their relationship isn't um (laughs) doomed oh <sighs> i hate how proud of yourself you are for that one as well yeah uh yeah i'm sorry absolutely <laughs> awful. well let's move on to the the main topic
2: oh god here we go <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> jesus well god um so <laughs> last week On a four (laughs) twenty, what up? Um, It was a two year anniversary of God of War coming out. the The re release, not the original, obviously. The re reimagined, the reinvented, the re -re dad of war, dad of war, God of War. It's my
2: favorite way to refer to that game as just Dad of War.
0: I like to refer to it as probably the game of the generation i that's really a, like this game that's I, a very I think it, bold I, claim. I, I think this is the, the best game of the current gen um before i want to get through a little bit of a retrospective of the game so what the game meant to us when it first came out what its legacy is nowadays and what we hope for the future um because there have been a few hints i mean we're definitely getting a sequel there's game printed money mm-hmm. first up Let's start with you, Simon, because I know you—you've only played a little bit of the game. I've played. From what you played, what did you think?
2: I liked it um, very much. I thought the like graphically, it was incredible. Oh, I beautiful. feel like combat was very clever. Um, I didn't quite get the hang of all of the little tricks. Because, I mean, like you, you see some people who play the game and they throw the Leviathan axe in a certain direction and then strafe around the enemy, bring the axe back, and it cuts through three enemies at once and looks really fucking cool. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. but uh, That sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, damn. But I'm just getting the hang of, cool, aim and throw at the head. Cool, I hit him. Good job, me i'm i'm at that sort of point really (laughs) i I, 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 that that first massive fight very early on in the story did that that was great really enjoyed that um and then yeah it was just a little bit afterwards when you go cool right time to set off and do a thing
0: now just a heads up we're obviously we're gonna go super spoiler heavy super spoiler heavy in this. so if you haven't played it yet Nah, I'm just listening anyway. You know that's your fault, yeah. <laughs> Keelan. What did you think of the game?
1: Yeah, this is one of the best games I've ever played. Um, it sat with me for days. It's still sitting weeks with me. afterwards, um, and it just it never left. Uh, I guess everything I played after that in that genre, um, like action adventure game, uh, story focused single player games. Everything I've played since that game has compared to God of War. Yeah, and I can't wow. not do that anymore. Um, it's just the standard. It's set the standard. Um, I spent about a week of my life, just a week straight, playing that game. And I went from the start to the finish. I never beat the Valkyries, which I, uh, <laughs> I feel oh, regretful for. <laughs> but um, I, I enjoyed every single second of that game. I particularly enjoyed the presentation. It's a beautiful game and the single um camera shot uh idea oh, is executed. yeah yes. that was something I appreciated. And um it, it's it's just amazing.
0: Now just ahead heads that, I I'm also just, I'm just gonna talk this game up. I've got very few bad things to say about it. There are some things I didn't love, but this game yeah, it I found it actually it was really effective effective uh storytelling. Because rather than telling a story about gods, they told a human story of involving gods. It's a very, very humanized story um, mm-hmm. about you know Kratos trying to reinvent himself as a father, um, but he can't let go of what he's done in the past. You've got um, Freya, who's a very, very complex character, her relationship with her son Boulder, and stuff like that. Take away the story stuff, which is just mind blowing in its execution. But you have a mythology we, well, I know, I mean, from Age of Mythology and various other games like that. Um, and a lot of people know their North Nordic mythology from Marvel, from Thor. Mm. So mm. we all knew touch points of this in various ways. To take that, it's, it's not a one-for-one one comparison with Nordic mythology. It's very much they took the Nordic palette and they've painted with it. So they're using characters in very interesting ways. So having everything reimagined kept you guessing. You will see a character like, okay, I kind of know who you are and what you do, but this doesn't line up anymore. So are you this person now? Which has got me guessing for the, uh,
2: for the sequel. And can you give me a good example of that? Considering I've only got maybe about an hour into the game. Spoiler
0: alert, Atreus is Loki. Yes,
2: I did know that, but yes. partially because I looked it up, because... So Atreus uh, is I,
0: Loki. You find that at the end. Um, Kratos's wife is a, a giant. So Atreus' mm, mom, yeah, mom is she a giant. Was a frost which she's a wasn't she? Yeah, she's a frost giant, which is why Atreus is, is Loki. Um, there's some stuff with Odin. You see Thor at the end. Um, the timeline is a bit wonky. And plus you have the whole thing of like... Kratos just killed... All the Greek gods and essentially ended the world. <laughs> How is yeah. he here now? How he's gone from killing Zeus to Zeus had in a hut. coming. <laughs> Zeus was a prick. Now, I mean, what did you guys <laughs> think of the older games? Did you, were you God of War fans?
2: I my my first God of War game is Dad of War. Okay. I have okay. only ever looked out of curiosity, because to me, they were Hack and slash games with you know like some fun some fun storytelling. Oh,
0: they were wallet chains, and that was it. If a game could be a wallet chain, it would be God of War. Hundred <laughs> percent. Keelan, you you like the earlier God of
1: Wars, didn't you? I, I loved love the earlier God of Wars because um they tackled games on this grand scale that you didn't really see. I mean, the uh, I don't remember if it was the first or the second one where you're just crawling across the, the back of uh, an enslaved. I think so, yeah. In, yeah, in hell or something?
0: Uh, it, no, through the desert. Uh, through the desert, oh, through the desert that's oh, right. And then there's a dungeon on right his on back ball.
1: and you are just crawling on this guy's body and then into the dungeon and doing... The, it's absolutely incredible, the scale of everything. Um, it was really clever. Um, mm. It was really crass and it was really <laughs> dumb and it was just basically... If a teenager wrote and directed a video game, it would be God of War 1 through 3.
0: It was the perfect epitome of mid-2000s teen angst. Gee. I loved it. Like, God of War is one of those series that is just makes up the spine of my sort of gaming life. So you've got a few games that I would, do, I would just play every single one of them. So it's like, you know, the Need for Speeds I love, Burnout, um, God of War, Assassin's Creed, blah, blah, blah. blah. It makes up a very, very big part there because I played every single one, um, loved and hated them for various reasons. But it, it just it fit that niche I needed because, as you can tell from my haircut, I was a very edgy teenager. <laughs>
1: oh yes. See,
2: I I feel like um, I think that's part of the reason why I never really sort of got invested into God of War series because you said sort of mid two thousands. Now I was born in nineteen ninety five, so mid two thousands I was turning ten. You know, like I probably was still
0: shouldn't, probably shouldn't have been playing the game then. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't because you, you weren't cool enough.
2: Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> at least I still have hair, Jesse.
0: <laughs> oh, wow! Oh. It's in the fringe. <laughs> Wait, I got, yeah, that's I got true. Actually, actually.
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> doing pretty well actually. I like it. Thank you. Um, but you know, like you, you, you see, sort of my point. I was, I was still invested in the Pokemon life. Yeah, oh, um, it yeah. wasn't.
0: It definitely wasn't um, aimed at. You know, 10 year olds. Nice. It was a game that was. It was. You should should have only been played by 18 and over, but it was definitely aimed at 15 year olds. Oh, yes. It was just. Yeah. I think the word killer uses was crass. We I mean, could have a threesome in it and you had to do a. But, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. <about laughs> it was like that. a cutie threesome. It was, it was strange. But. That wouldn't fly with a reimagining of the game. I don't think that. That game the old god of wars can't release today no way nope they just they do not sit time period at all yeah so, i feel
2: like gaming's matured quite a bit exactly. as a
0: and i actually think of like god of war is a media. really cool uh kind of litmus litmus test for how gaming has matured mm. because when the old god of wars came out they were off the time there were a bunch of other games coming at that time that were just as crass just as like bombastic and in your face and, you know, keep flipping over your grandma. Okay. Exactly. And God of
1: War was highly regarded, not just for its gameplay, its level design, just the overall design of the game, but also for those elements, how yeah. violent it was. Mm. How, you know, like, it rude it was. It became
0: the violent game. Like, I I think yeah. it shadowed Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew for
0: years, you, you know, yeah. the fatality and stuff like that. was like, no, God of War does something differently because you're not seeing the same fatality over and over again. You're seeing this guy tear gods up literally tear gods apart when you you're ripping off parts of them to use you yeah. when you rip off Apollo's head to use as a weapon it is badass when you you jump onto an ogre and you rip its eyeball out it's badass it, that is such a rush of endorphins so when they decided to kind of reboot and reinvigorate the franchise by reinventing it and they brought Cory Barlog in who he's a guy who made God of War 2. They bring him back. I, d- I just watched Raising Kratos, which was the making-off documentary of God of War. It's fascinating to see, because you see him around the time of God of War 2. And he, he suits that the audience that they were aiming that at. Mm-hmm. He has his little spike gel blonde hair and stuff like that. <laughs> then he went away. Uh. He got married. Had a kid. And he's come back. And he, he seems like a different person. And I think a lot of gamers have gone through that same transformation where the mid-2000s was a massive time for gamers. But we've grown up. You know, people have full-time jobs. They have families and stuff like that. And Kratos grew up with us. Maybe that's why I'm so attached to it because he's just grown up in the same sort of way I have. And he's gone from being, you know, the son angry at his father to a father who doesn't know how to connect with his son. Boy. 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 Oh, well, Side today.
1: note, that voice acting is Christopher Judge. Beautiful. Christopher I Judge from, love um, it. From Stargate. Can we just talk for a second how Santa Monica kind of did the previous voice actor for Kratos 30? They just straight up didn't tell the dude they were making a new game. Yeah, Ooh. but yeah, he was oh. off Judge having him. QG
0: threesomes, so he's fine. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. He's fine. Oof. Christopher Judge deserved Did you see the suit that man wore to the Game Awards? that man deserves every good thing that comes to him i also love christopher judge the really really great thing
1: about christopher judge as well other than just his his general acting skills his voice but he also has like this stature so um when he's like when the performance capturing um all of this stuff like stuff like that makes a huge difference and it makes all the physicality and the cutscenes and stuff and makes it more believable Mm, it's incredible watching that
0: there's a scene in the documentary that really shows the sort of ma- emotional maturity that went into this game um, from a very masculine point of view where you see Christopher Judge. He's a mountain of a man. There's a scene that he does and he cries because he's relating it to his own life and he, he tears mm-hmm. up and gets genuinely emotional about it and you see Corey gets like that. That wouldn't have happened in the old ones. No way when in I hell. You, you're you doing voice recording for the old one and you feel like you're about... You know, you're going to have a bit, of, a bit of an emotional moment to kick you out of the studio. Mm. It shows, I think, we've come a long way, which is really nice, um, of how, like, masculinity is dealt with in games. And I, I think God of War dealt with in a really healthy way of you can't just, like, put a sticker over it and be like, it's fine now. Kratos is still dealing with what he did, but he wants to be better. And that's the part in the game. I really mm. like. It's, and it's he something wants better who he wants voice. to be better. He wants the next generation to be better. He doesn't want his next generation to make the same mistakes. He wants to atone. Just I drink. love that evolution in his character. I think it was heartbreaking and beautifully done. And just, I mean, Christopher of we've already touched on it, incredibly acted. But it's such a brave decision. I know they were really, really torn about if they should even have a have a kid. I mean, mm. originally this one was going to be set in Egypt and it was just going to be a kid that followed him, not a son. Or I think they're going to leave it vague. But to have him as like, no, this is your son and he's, again, spoiler warning, he's a god as well. He's Loki. That, and also, uh, we've done Greece. The kind of natural progression from Greece would probably be Egypt because people know a lot about Egyptian mythology. Mm, yeah. Nah, fuck it, we're going north. That also took
2: balls. Just a a question. This isn't Kratos's first wife and child, is it? No. So no. do you know? Do you know why he's um so white? Because now, again, I've looked this up because I was prior to buying the game because I wanted to know a little bit of backstory. Um, he was tricked by, Eres, um, yeah. into. Basically, he wanted to win a battle, so he sort of pledged himself, and it was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" But because gods are never straightforward, he also tricked Kratos into killing his wife, and was it his daughter or his wife son? and wife and daughter? Wife and daughter. Daughter and or then... daughter?
0: Daughter. I think
2: it was um, daughter. Yeah. Oh no, um, I read it on the fucking Wikipedia. Fight me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he got tricked into killing them, and then he was feeling so guilty about it and then just to sort of rub salt into the wound um the ashes of their bodies permanently
0: adhere to his skin yeah to constantly torment him which i think the series has always been about carrying your mistakes i mean it it was visually represented in the earlier ones so i'm glad they continue that but it's again in the same way that i described how they use like the nordic palette to paint Mm. with this one they use the god of war power it's like here the god of war elements you're fighting gods you're looking for atonement because that's really what the game was about uh, uh, also the ultra violence is still gonna be there <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: and they just use in such a fresh way i like like at the start of the game they symbolize the sort of getting rid of the old ways by cutting down the tree um Mm -hmm. in the documentary they basically say that's the moment where the old god of war ends and the new one starts and i i I, this game is just full of like beautiful symbology like like keelan touch upon the graphics and the locations in this game are are amazing because the nordic mythology is really underrated it's beautiful um some of the stories that are told and some of the locations um and characters are just larger than life i remember seeing the 2016 trailer I want to say or 2017 E3 trailer where they had the actual gameplay and at the end you see the dragon and you can see uh, Yomanganda. oh my pronunciation is beautiful the world serpent oh, you bit. see it in the background and it just blew my mind it's Like, and you think you're going to fight that snake it's like I'm going to kill the shit out of that snake I'm going to climb inside of it and cut <laughs> his tongue out like,
1: well, God of War been, dude in, you would have in the old God of War games right? 100%. Yeah.
0: you would have you had a threesome with it <laughs> <laughs> um plus you've got the locations like um vanaheim is very lush it it looks like um uh, actually simon you'll you'll get this in the coral area the coral sea area in um, monster hunter world mm, yeah yeah um it looks like that very Ooh. pink and blue and purple is that
1: the the realm of the elves or yes something? Oh, okay yes
0: beautiful but then i uh, the boss at the end of that was horrifying you fight this um alvin boss i can't remember, i can't remember his name if I, if I could i wouldn't be able to pronounce it but you fight him in the dark
2: Ooh, that's so it's a that pitch sounds black fun.
0: and you, you see he's like he's got light that comes off him so you're fighting basically in a torchlight that moves and it is <laughs> terrifying it's gripping um that sounds really fun oh the boss fights are pretty epic pretty goddamn cool the dragon's cool um boulder he's great and you see that little bit of um that little easter egg that came out kind of recently somebody Mm -hmm. broke the camera so they had like free run with the camera and the part where you throw boulder off the off a cliff and if you break the camera and look at him he's giving you the double um fingers as he's falling (laughs) really cool i love stuff like that
1: I, i would like to bring something up one small criticism that i have with god of war And it's just to to do something to do with buying into like the internal logic of the game and the world itself, right? So very early on, at the beginning of the game, you have a big, giant, incredibly impressive fight with Baldur. It is bombastic. It is huge and absolutely ridiculous. And you do all these crazy superhuman things like you, you break cliffs and stuff. Kratos is that strong.
0: It's a very bolder. Goku Vegeta fight, isn't it? it is. I loved it though. Yeah. Like, when I yeah. played
1: that, that had me. I was like, oh man, this is yeah. fun. I think it's I see what you're with his kills. It's amazing. And then you go off and fight some skeletons and they kill you. Like, yeah. Y- yeah. You just, you'd I mean, never feel that powerful in the game. And I want to
0: feel uh, that powerful. Okay. So, I know you didn't kill, I killed all the Valkyries. I, I basically platinumed this game. The reason I haven't platinum is actually a reason I didn't like the game. I'll get into that moment. Towards the end, you can get a gauntlet and you can fill this gauntlet with gems. It's a nod to, yeah, to the infinity gem. It's a nod to the infinity gauntlet. It's a nod to the infinity gauntlet. I got all those. I have fully upgraded everything. A game has never made me feel more badass than this. Just like Simon, like you were talking about how you watch people doing like special combos and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> i can go through fights without being touched and i i don't want to make myself, you know brag i make it look like a goddamn art because that leviathan axe is the best game sorry best weapon in a game
2: on on the note though of you know making yourself feel like a badass um uh, the, the Part of the reason why I actually even became somewhat interested in the game, otherwise I was quite happy to sort of let it be like, a, oh, that's a really cool game that's come out, and leave it at that. What actually got me interested in playing the game was a YouTuber by the name of the Completionist, Gerard Khalil. Um, and he does... he is a Completionist. So generally speaking, once a week he'll try and complete a game. And uh, yeah, his video for God of War was... Phenomenal, because he does it, he does it at the hardest difficulty, um, and he you know kills all of the Valkyries and does everything you can do in game, and uh, yeah, he at the end of it he's just like I just felt I felt like a god, I felt incredible, mm-hmm. and it's so intoxicating, and if you don't if you're not one for completing games. His content may not interest you. I actually watch him for his reviews and his opinions. Because in completing a game, he gives his thoughts and opinions and reviews everything. And I think he makes some top quality content. And the God of War one is arguably one of his best, if not one of my favourites. So that's actually the reason I'm interested in the game.
0: I think one of the reasons it makes you feel so badass and godlike is because they also let him be vulnerable. So you see Kratos has a certain scope to him. It makes the badass moments feel more badass. Because you've been able to be weak at times. That's so fair. the old one is you're always you're you're cranked up on Red Bull for the whole yeah. early games. You were just mm-hmm. god mode, 24-7, ripping people apart. And it's something a little bit repetitive. It's like, ah, uh, you know, I ripped this guy's head off, but I ripped somebody else's head off before, and there's more blood, so that was better. Fuck this. <laughs> but this one's like okay i just had a genuine moment with my son here like i there was actual some character growth here and now kratos is fighting with a newfound almost passion and defend like he wants to defend his son there's a newfound rage in him and it's not a selfish rage it's a like a fatherly protective, protective. rage yeah. and i don't know I, I think that just makes him feel even more more badass now i sorry i did touch upon before some things i didn't like now there are many locations you can visit two of them sucked and this I know some people love them I just don't, I don't like challenge areas I find them a little bit gimmicky so Mursupheim, uh which is like the f- fire mountain volcano where you go through and do various challenges Meh, whatever I found it repetitive um, and Niflheim which is like the fog there's an area which is a maze a fogged maze and you go in there and you can only be there for X amount of time because the fog starts to damage you unless you have certain um, armors and you go through, you defeat enemies, and you unlock chests, and you get stuff. Eh, I don't need that in the game like this. I, I found that a little bit too arcade-y. Didn't, it was didn't a little bit weird.
1: I feel like they added that on there for people who wanted to turn it, I don't know, wanted longer play time. Well, in doing
0: so, it may be, like, that's the reason I haven't played them in the game. I just don't have to keep doing them. Because they become, like you go in there and you get X amount of souls or whatever you're collecting in the fog i can't remember what you're collecting there you get x amount, out but you need a hundred times that to open a chest yeah. like, I'm, I'm not going to keep doing the same thing i'm going in there i'm not even getting close to being touched by enemies but it's just it's time consuming it's a bit of a time thing i'm like i'm good
1: it is it's really strange that they decided to include that because there is so much in god of war already it's a long game it's not yeah. too long
0: it's, it's a very well it's
1: quite a long game and it's it's paced very well. Yeah. So I just didn't think something like that was entirely entirely necessary, especially considering that they didn't do any DLC or they didn't
0: very have any updates. You it's know there was thing, actually yes. a Facebook game that came out as an attachment to God of War. Oh. Um it was about Atreus, it was just like a hunting journey with Atreus. It was a text based Facebook game. It was official i i don't, not I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know nothing about it. it's like called like call of the wild or something like that well yeah, bizarre thing it. i found out earlier
2: yeah
0: um but i mean hopefully that the sequel isn't going to be a text-based facebook adventure <laughs> but there will be a sequel how do you follow up on a game that has a 94 metacritic is one of the best reviewed games the sony games of all time and one what of the highest it? if not yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the highest, not, not the highest, one of the highest rated games of the generation.
1: Number one, you fix the UI. Number two, That's fair. Those, those areas that they had um, in that... Locked off? Yes, those so locked off Asgard, areas Asgard, portal is, room.
0: Uh, so you got Asgard, Vanaheim, and Vatelheim. I looked up how nice. to pronounce these. I got them wrong. Sorry for all of our <laughs> Scandinavian listeners. That's what um, you
1: do. That's where your sequel is yeah maybe yeah. go further 100%. I
0: mean you're going to asgard you'd be if you're gonna take on Odin so at the end of god of war 2018 you defeat Boulder, snap his neck, which I really like it was a very uh crude way of killing him i I, I quite like that you kill him Frey is pissed at you um you find out that atreus is low key you find out that your wife was a giant you'd think you'd know. Um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, my wife was a giant that explains these giant shoes it's like a shoe the size of the house um, <laughs> it explains what we've been living in her shoes uh, you find that out and then there is a secret like almost after credit scene where you go back to your house and a few you know it says you know years later so there's obviously been a bit of time skip in the new one Thor comes and Thor looks pissed so you're gonna fight Thor in this new one Obviously, oh yeah. If if they do follow um, Nordic mythology, uh, Balder will come back. Freya has it makes a deal with Hell, um, so that could happen. I hope it does. I came with the guy who plays Balder in um, God of War. He was in Lost though. So There you go. Mm. Um, he played him really well. He was very smart, snarky, and just. You didn't like him, which made it very, very good. Um, There's a lot of stuff. I mean, and obviously they're going to deal with Ragnarok. There was actually a tease to Ragnarok made, like an official tease to Ragnarok made. A few months ago, Sony released a God of War theme pack for the PSN. Um, and it had Kratos, Kratos and Atreus in a little boat. And at the bottom of the boat, there were some runes carved in. And they translate to Ragnarok is coming, Ooh. which gave me... Chills, and I mean, we know that also know that the sequel because Santa Monica posted a job opening for a senior combat designer um last year, um, that required applicants to have a knowledge of God of War 2018 and be able to speak in depth about the combat system, mechanics, and enemies. So, oh, I mean, you know, I'm obviously, gonna do it.
1: Combat and God of War was absolutely excellent. So, I'm really mm. interested to see where they can go with uh the sequel. What can they do to improve that system that they have there? Two words, Thor's add? hammer. Yes, more <laughs> weapons. I, I, definitely. I think you kill Thor real, real quick.
0: Real. I think. Do you remember in the early, the early games killing Hercules?
1: Uh, yeah, and you got his. You got uh, his. You got his gauntlets. His, yes, the um, yes, um, Hey,
0: he was he was cocky, and like you expected this to be a really hard fight, but it was kind of easier. You beat the shit out of him, and it was almost like the creators being like, "You know him, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mess with him a little bit here." It's I think they'll do the same thing with Thor. Maybe. I think they'll build up Thor and then you'll just uh, beat his ass. And that's when Odin, I think Odin will be the, the big bad of this one.
2: I think it would be interesting to see if they get Hell involved, though. Oh, Hell would be great She, in this. yeah, is a, at best, very complicated character. Um, at best, at worst, she's
0: Cate Blanchett.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, at worst, she's the Heller in the... <gasps> film
0: movies but <gasps> how dare you I, to
2: clarify I think I think she, she did a very, very good job. I think it was fun, but I just feel like she was underused and I agree with that, yeah. mis- mistreated as a character, yeah, as a potential fair. character. That do you think I'm getting at.
1: that this will be a trilogy?
0: Well I think Cory came out and said he had stories for five games. I think he was being a little Ooh. bit braggadocious there, but Oh, mm. I fit the I fit the word braggadocious into a sentence. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, well done. My word of day calendar can be ticked off. Um, I think <laughs> you. I, I don't think he's got five stories. I think a trilogy will work. I think we'll have a Nordic trilogy and then it could go elsewhere mm. because they do hint at other mythologies in this one quite mm. heavily. I mean, in the older games, they did little hints, little nods at other mythologies. In this one, they spell it out. So you go to Tears, um, th- not Throne Room. his like prize room i oh, don't know tia who was uh, i don't really know tia's place within um nordic mythology but he was like a peaceful diplomat i guess and he would go around to different realms and collect you know keepsakes mm. so you see that he has stuff from mayan cultures egyptian chinese Ooh. Uh, there are hints that kratos is tia now, this is where Nordic Mythology gets odd. So the World Serpent, and I'm going to say his name again, uh, Jomungandr, because I can. Um, I, I'm definitely <laughs> saying that wrong. <laughs> um is from the future. He gets into a fight with Thor at Ragnarok and is punched so hard he goes back in time because why not? Now, that's actually said in the game. Uh, Mamiya, the little the little head that you carry around. Um, He tells a story. I love the stories he tells. Um, He tells a story when you're on the the boat and Kratos actually says, like, time travel, huh? They put a pin in it? Like, they want you to hear that term. Mm. I think it's possible that you got punched back in time. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I reckon they could sell this. I'm kind of up for some craziness. And again, like, in any direction, like, in the mythology, Loki, so Treyas... Helps the Jötunn giants, which is like the frost, stone, fire giants. Um, he also becomes a wolf at one point. They can do some some weird shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because Norse mythology has many, many, many interesting stories. I think it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. I think, but also um, just on a very quick note as well. One thing that I personally appreciated is the like going back from like to the gameplay aspect very quickly. Obviously, the change in gameplay, which I think would be a bit more engaging. Engaging, sorry to me. I'm not a massive fan of hack and slashes, but also the fact that they added in the RPG elements. I think because yeah. that also directly affects the narrative, doesn't it? That has a that has a play on. The narrative. Am I right in saying not that? Or so am I... no. hmm, okay. um, not
0: so much, no. Okay. in my experience. Yeah, no. not really. But there was a lot more like... Here, you can, you know, you can collect different stuff to get different armors... And little attachments to your weapons and, and stuff like that. Which I found actually quite engaging. Um, a lot of the time when they, those systems go too deep... Uh, they lose me. This was, yeah. this was really well, well balanced. I think this game just hit every single note I wanted to hit with me. And it just... Aside from the challenge areas, it is a top... T- it's in my top... On the right day of the week, this is my favorite game ever.
1: Mm. Um, I, only have, yeah. I only have one thing that I want to request for the next one. All of the armor sets that you make for Kratos, make them look good, okay? Because, like, <laughs> two of them did.
0: Yeah, some, of the, go- some of the really, really good ones look shit. So it's like, I don't want to yeah. use you.
2: Yeah. Bring back the codiford <laughs> one. I look like a big fish god of fashion
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I mean we've seen this on PS5 I think the only thing we can lock in is we fight Thor we fight Odin at some point Thimble Winter will occur Thimble Winter is a, a three year great winter that occurs before Ragnarok and it's kind of a, a sign off Ragnarok so I, I think the next game will be very snowy There'll be a lot more blizzards a lot more ice um and yeah, I'm, maybe the next game ends with the beginning of Ragnarok. And Ragnarok is the apocalypse. Mm. Um, and they've done the apocalypse before in this game. So let's see what they do with Ragnarok. I'm, I'm very excited for this, for this game.
1: Me too. No matter what the story ends up being, I know that I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this game. Because that first one was just genre defining.
0: Now... I could keep going on about this game for hours, um, but I think we should probably wrap it up there. Uh, so before we let you go, um, just heads up: we are on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review. We have a bunch of episodes now, guys. Ten episodes. We've bloody made it. I, well, Ooh, yes. made it to 10 i guess um you can check out fan critical podcasts on all good podcast services at the moment they're reviewing westworld but they also released a, a new show uh it's called how the Is it how the fuck or how the f how the f star star k have you not seen that well basically the fan critical crew watch films that they should have watched simon why has your brother not watch a robocop
2: what? I haven't either, actually. What? I'm is guilty is charged.
0: What realm are we in? This is Ragnarok you- has begun? This is ridiculous, okay?
1: You have homework for next I week, Simon. I don't care
0: how late it is, okay? You're right. gonna watch Robocop the moment we stop recording. <laughs> don't make me come to right. Perth because I legally can't right now.
2: Yes, that's true, you can't. Um but also I like on that note I haven't watched Terminator either. Just as a I know, and it's
1: it's in like you know that list of movies. Cut the
0: signal. Cut Damn. the signal. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna
1: need to reassess
0: this, Jesse. No, this is this is a disaster <laughs> this an <is> absolute <laughs> disaster.
2: But you know, every everyone's got like that list of movies where it's like, right, you absolutely should have seen this and you just haven't, and you're like, yeah, I want to watch this, and then you just don't get round to it. That's those movies for me.
0: This is
2: Mm-hmm. i don't think gaz has seen terminator either so to I quote think
0: can- how the fuck have you not seen that <laughs> what a good plug that was um if you want to contact That's us excellent. and you know abuse simon for not seeing great films um you can contact us at story mode video game at gmail.com follow us at facebook and twitter at story mode pod um and jump onto the patreon if you want to chuck a few bucks our way um that gives you access to a few extra shows and to the Discord server, which is run by Simon Evans, where you can talk about Robocop. Oh, wait, he won't get the references. This has blown my mind. This is... I'm not going <laughs> to sleep tonight. I feel i feel sick. I feel physically uh, so ill.
2: Cool, so my work here is done. He's done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, good work, guys. Um, that was a really, really good chat. I mean, I'm always up for talking about God of War. Keelan, thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Simon, Robocop. Yes, sir. Make it happen. (laughs) Make it happen. (laughs) And everyone else, RoboCop. See you next week. (laughs) RoboCop.
1: Damn it, Munro. It's RoboCop.